Hey, this is Rodney Gage. I'm the pastor of Rethink Life Church in Orlando, Florida, and this is our podcast. Thank you so much for checking it out today. I hope it encourages and inspires you to live with a new perspective, make better choices, and have a greater impact with your life. Here's today's message. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Church Online. My name is Michelle Gage, and we're so thrilled that you joined us today. We are in week three of Christmas Crazies. It's been such a good series, and we've learned so much about how to handle our attitude and our spirit when it comes to difficult people in our lives. The first week, we talked about how to diffuse anger. This past week, we talked about how to remain at peace. And this week, I'm going to talk to you about how to actually deal with the difficult people in our life. We're going to talk about six different types of people that can actually be very difficult to deal with. In fact, it may be even one of us. It may be me at some times. You know, Christmas is the most wonderful time of the year. It is um, this week we're getting ready to celebrate the birth of Jesus, the Prince of Peace that came into this world to give us peace, hope, and assurance of our salvation, a relationship with our Heavenly Father. It's the most wonderful time of the year, but it can bring out the crazies in the best of us, right? And we always have opportunity to deal with the Christmas crazies, the people that we're going to be around even this week. There's always opportunity to learn how to deal with and how to handle difficult people in our lives. There's always the choice of what we're going to focus on. We can focus on the difficult people Or we can focus on what the true reason, the true meaning of this season is. And that is peace on earth and goodwill to all men. So we're going to talk about that today. How we can deal with the difficult people in our lives. You know, it's easy to be peaceable when everyone around us is being peaceable. But, you know, when people start to, when we start to rub shoulders with difficult people, it really shows how well we are dealing with, as Pastor Rodney talked about, the holy sandpaper in our lives. Is it polishing us up or is it making us more difficult in our own lives? Well, I want to talk to you about six different people and different personality types that we might be walking into this week. The first is the demanding person, right? That that difficult person that's demanding, that they're dictators and they turn every conversation into a power struggle, like who is in control? They're demanding. Number two is the disapproving person. Anybody know about this person? They're the nitpickers. They're highly critical and your best is never good enough for them. You know about this type of person, you may be thinking to yourself, oh yes, I'm getting ready to walk into that situation. How about the deafening person? Those are the people that have the loud mouths. Uh, they're, they're like the megaphones of life. They're super loud and obnoxious and usually they're talking about all that they've accomplished and they're really just always talking about themselves. I just I start to cringe when I'm in a room with that person. In fact, I kind of start backing up and trying to get out of 
of the way. I don't know about you. Um, but how about the destructive person? Those that have uncontrolled anger in their lives. That's what we talked about on the first week of Christmas Crazies. If you missed that message, make sure to go back and watch it. It was so powerful. They're like volcanoes. You never win. They're going to erupt. When they do erupt, you know it, right? Those are the destructive people in our lives. How about the discontented, the chronic complainers. I, I struggle with that. It, it frustrates the daylights out of me to be around people that are constantly complaining and whining and finding the things that are always wrong and super touchy and uh, emotional and discontented, right? And how about the demeaning? That's the last one, the number six, the demeaning. They're the smart mouthed ones. They're always running off their mouth and they're rude and insulting and they like to burst our bubble, right? <laughs> if we are, uh, we feel like we've got a lot going on and they love to tell you how you don't measure up. These are the demeaning people. You know, it's interesting, the more insecure a person is, the more rude they seem to be and they tend to be. And so we have to realize that people are not just presenting something on the outside, it's something that's going on in the inside of a person as well, right? And the Bible gives us all kinds of scriptures to help us deal with difficult people. And I just want to touch on uh, a few of the different, just kind of highlight a few of the different scriptures because the Bible is packed full of them, but we're just going to highlight some of them today. And we're going to talk about six steps that we can take to deal with difficult people in our life. You know, we're getting ready to go into this season, into this week, where we're going to have opportunity to deal with difficult people. And Lord, help us to not be the difficult one, right? <laughs> we can't think that we're, we're perfect because the Bible says that there is none perfect. There's no one righteous, no, not one. So maybe as we're talking through dealing with difficult people, we might even be convicted that we might be one of those difficult people when it comes to some of these areas. I know that I have been <laughs> convicted of them and just praying that God would control me through the Holy Spirit. And I pray the same for you. But we're getting ready to walk into these situations to deal with these difficult people. And the first thing that we need to do is, number one, is to refuse to be offended, right? Refuse to be offended. And what that really means is refuse to take things personally. I, I don't know about you, but I tend to be that kind of person that I can so easily take things personally. You know, when people are rude, they're revealing themselves, not you, right? They're telling you what's inside of them, not what's inside of you. So we can't be offended by when people are rude to us. We can't be easily offended. Uh, we've got to learn that difficult lesson that emotional and spiritual maturity is largely determined by how we treat those that mistreat us. It's such a huge lesson to learn, and, and I definitely don't always get it right, but I'm prayerful <laughs> that I will. You know, recently I had a situation where I went to lunch with a group of friends, and these are close friends, lifelong type friends, and uh, one of them I was uh, definitely closer to. And uh, there, we had some arguments that kind of came up in, in the conversation over lunch. And I felt offended. 
I felt very mistreated. I was like, what in the world is going on? Because I was kind of standing up for some things that I thought was right, and nobody was standing with me. And in fact, the person that I rode with was not standing with me. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding. So when we got in the car, I just went off. I was so offended. I was so frustrated. I just went on and on and got louder and louder. And that person finally said, you know what, Michelle? I've just decided that I can't do anything about the way that they're going to treat me or the way they're going to treat you. It's That's their choice. It's not my choice. And I'm going to choose not to be offended. I, I've been hurt in the past. And sometimes I get hurt when those situations and those conversations happen. But I can't change them. Only they can change themselves. And I'm choosing not to be offended. And it was like I had gotten so heated. The car was getting hot because I was so upset and so hurt. But this person just diffused my frustration and showed me how to truly not to be offended. And it's how I respond. It's, it's my, I determine. That's the choice I get to make. It's the choice that I get to make to stay in peace. You know, one of the keys to happiness in life is to develop thick skin, right? And not be offended by so many things. This is something that I'm still learning at 52 years of age. I, I tend to be a sensitive person and I'm learning how to not be easily offended. And we're getting ready to walk into some opportunities to put this into action. How to deal with the difficult people in our life is to not be easily offended. I've heard it said that we need to have the skin of a rhinoceros and the heart of a teddy bear. We need to truly love, but we cannot allow things to ruffle us or to rub up against us and, and offend us so easily. We need to pray that God will give us a tender heart and a tough hide, right? <laughs> we need that in our heart to keep our heart tender, to keep our heart loving, to keep our heart at peace and at joy. Uh, the Bible tells us in Proverbs 12, 16, when a fool is annoyed, he quickly lets it be known, but wise people will ignore an insult. Wow, that's a good one to memorize as we go into this week, right? Wise people will ignore an insult. If you're wise, you're going to ignore the insult. If you're a fool, you're going to give in and you're going to be frustrated. You're going to allow the other people to control your spirit and to control your heart. But you're the only one that has true control over yourself. I, I have the only thing I can control is my own spirit. We want to be wise people that ignore the insult. And we have to look beyond their behavior, right? We have to look beyond and see their heart. We have to have a tender heart, a sensitive spirit to see that people uh, that are in pain, they are the ones sometimes that act out and act ugly to us, you know, hurting people hurt people. We can't always see what's inside of a person, but when we see someone hurting someone else by the words that they're saying, we can almost take it to the bank and be assured that they are hurting on the inside. So we have to understand people's story, really understand their heart. And that's the way we give God glory in our life. 
is when we come to a place where we humble ourselves and we begin to understand someone else's story. Proverbs 19.11 says, A man's wisdom gives him patience. It is to his glory to overlook an offense. It's to his glory. It's to his peace. It's to his joy to overlook an offense. Wisdom gives us patience. It gives you and I patience to overlook the offenses in our lives. Proverbs 10, 12 says, Love overlooks the wrongs that others do. The more I'm filled with love, the less I'm going to be upset when you are demanding, when you're demeaning, when you're disapproving of me, right? The more I'm filled with love. The less love, the more insecure you feel, and the easier it is to be offended, right? The less love we have in our heart, the easier it is for us to be offended. So not only should we not be easily offended, but number two, don't wait for an apology to forgive them. You know, the problem is, is that a lot of us are holding on to hurt and we haven't forgiven people. But the fact is that a lot of people have no idea that they have offended us or that they have hurt us or done something wrong to us. And we're holding on to something, waiting for them to apologize before we forgive them. And it's actually hurting us more than it's hurting them. You know, unforgiveness is said that it's like drinking poison, uh, thinking that it's going to kill or hurt the other person when it's actually just hurting us, when we hold on to unforgiveness in our heart. Jesus said that even in the most of extreme circumstances, when he was hanging on the cross, Luke 23, 34 says, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. That He was saying, they don't even know how they have hurt me. They don't even understand or realize what they are doing. He set the example for us when it came to forgiveness. The ultimate example, when we realize that people, when they're hurting us, sometimes they just, they don't even know what they're doing. So it's to our benefit to make the choice to forgive them before they ever even ask or admit or apologize to us. Colossians 3.13 says, you must make allowance for each other's faults. I love this scripture, it's so good. Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive the person who offends you. Remember the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. You know, the definition of make allowance means to think about it and plan for it, something that will or might happen in the future. Consider something when making a calculation. You know, I don't know about you, but when I was younger, I used to receive an allowance every week from my parents. It was a small amount. You know, they're trying to teach me how to be prepared and ready to handle money as I grew up and got older. I always had that allowance. I had my chores and I knew if I did my chores that I would get my allowance. It was something that I planned for. I thought about it ahead of time. I knew it was coming. It was something that I could calculate and I could count on. You know what? We can calculate and we can count on and we can expect it that people will not always meet our expectations. We can count on it. We can take it to the bank because people are not perfect. 
they're always going to fall short of our expectation. And that's why the Bible tells us that we should make allowance for it. We should count on it ahead of time. We should expect it. Going into this week, let's just say, hey, I expect it. Somebody is not going to live up to my expectations. Somebody's going to offend me. Somebody's going to hurt my feelings. I'm just going to expect it. And I'm going to forgive that person who offends me. It's time for us to prepare and make sure that we're ready. The Bible tells us, and Jesus said, that blessed are those who are merciful, for they will receive mercy. I want to have blessing in my life. I want to have God's blessing in my life. So I need to choose to be merciful. You know, even if they say those words, I'm going to say, you know what? I'm going to forgive them. I'm not going to allow my stubbornness to cause me to lose relationship with the people that I love the most in my life, my family, the most important people in my life. I can't allow my stubbornness to cause me to lose that relationship. So I'm going to choose to forgive even ahead of time. I'm just going to walk in with the Spirit, making allowance for the thought that they're not going to meet my expectations, and that's okay. And I'm going to forgive ahead of time. Number three, refuse to gossip about them. You know, in our culture, it's just the thing to do, just to run off at the mouth and gossip about everybody and everything and to say whatever we think about anybody and everything, right? But that is not what God has called us to be. He's called us to, to not be a gossip. Actually, the very opposite of what our culture promotes. It's so easy when people offend us or don't meet our expectations to immediately maybe call someone or text someone. Can you believe what they did? You know, it's just the natural response of our heart if we're not, if we are not aware of our spirit and allowing the spirit to control us, we easily can gossip, but we've got to refuse to gossip about them. Proverbs 17, 9 says, disregarding another person's fault preserves love. But gossiping about them separates the closest of friends. We know this to be true. Gossip is so divisive. It separates us. It tears us apart. And that's not what God has called us to be. He's called us to be unified, to be unifiers, the people of Christ, the Christians, we're to be the light of the world, a city on a hill that people are drawn to. But so easily we can turn to gossip and separate the most, uh, the closest of friends. Gossip is defined as sharing information with somebody who is not a part of the solution or who is not a part of the problem, right? It's bringing in somebody that's not a part of the solution of the problem that we're facing. It's incredibly destructive. First Peter 3, 9 says, do not do wrong to replay, do not do wrong to repay a wrong and do not insult to repay an insult, but repay with a blessing because you yourselves were called to do this so that you might receive a blessing. Can you imagine, you know, when we're frustrated, when we're hurt, when we're offended by these different type personalities, if we give a blessing, we're going to receive a blessing. 
But if we go about gossip, it is going to destroy and be so destructive in our lives. You can gossip, but we're going to miss out on the blessing of God in our life. And I want the blessing of God in my life. You know, I have a story I shared with you where I messed up big time. I was so frustrated when I was in the car with my friend and just kind of blowing up. But I... When it came to this subject, I have a story I want to share with you because I received the blessing of God. I had a friend come to me. Actually, we were talking over the phone and she's like, I was around one of your friends that you used to hang out with this past week and she was just going off on you. I mean, she was just talking so negative about you. And I'm like, okay. Great. That's encouraging, you know, and I just, I just listened. And then I started to shift the subject, change the subject. Like I am not even going there. I am not going to talk about this person, even though this person has hurt me. This person has been uh, dishonest and just somebody that I cannot trust. I'm, I'm not, I'm not even going to go there. So I just started to shift the conversation to something a little more positive. And this person that I was on the phone with was someone that I wasn't very close to. She had just happened to be in a situation around someone. And uh, over time, over the next few weeks, this person that I was on the phone with began to become a closer and closer friend. Even to this day, she's one of my closest friends because she knew that she could trust me because she knew that I was not going to gossip about her. And that's the kind of blessing that God wants to give us in our lives. When we choose to be different, choose to challenge the norm, right, of our culture, God can bring blessing into our life when we walk according to His Word and according to His ways. It says, repay with a blessing because you yourselves were called to do so that you might receive a blessing. Repay with a blessing. Don't gossip. Repay with a blessing. Number four is refuse to play their game. You know, people are, are either going to like you or they're not going to like you. That's all there is to it. They'll like you or they won't like you. And that's okay. Not everyone is going to like you. Not everyone is going to like me. And that's okay. That's just the way life is. And we, no matter all the logic in the world that we can explain why they should like us or they, why they should agree with us. You know, it, we, we will never change their mind. We, some people, we will never change their mind. It's their logic. It's the way they think. And that's okay. But we cannot allow the, that craziness, you know, to get inside of us. And we cannot play their game. We have to refuse to pe play their game. You know that Jesus had crazy makers in his life. They were called the Pharisees. And they were the religious authorities of those days. And they hated Jesus. You know, they were always questioning and always probing, always playing mind games with Jesus. And Jesus would simply not play 
their game. He didn't go down to their level. Matthew 22, 18 through 19 says, the Pharisees plotted a way to trap him into saying something damaging. And Jesus knew they were up to no good. He said, why are you playing these games with me? Why are you trying to trap me? He would not be drawn into their arguments. He just wouldn't go to that lower level. He decided he was going to rise above and he set the example for us. We can't get sucked into arguments. It's just, it's not a winning situation for us. We have to refuse to play their game. Now that's something that we can apply very, very easily probably this week. There might be arguments that happen. There might be situations where people are speaking their opinion and they're trying to draw you in. And again, that's the culture we live in. Just refuse to play that game. Just refuse to get down on that level. Just to stay above the fray. Pray and stay above the fray. That's what one of our friends, Pastor Ed Young, says, and I love that. Just pray and stay above the fray. Proverbs 26, 21 says, Just as charcoal and wood keep a fire going, a quarrelsome person keeps an argument on going. You know, some of us, we just have to get over our addiction to always being right. We have to just step aside and say, it's okay. I don't have to win this argument. In fact, I don't even have to engage in this argument. I don't have to always be right. We just have to overcome our addiction for always being right. Let's pray and stay above the fray. Number five, refuse to cave in. We have to refuse to cave in to the crazy makers in our life. You know, sometimes they will manipulate us and it is not love allowing people to manipulate us. And it's unloving of us because our God loves us so much. We can't allow people to manipulate us and cause us to cave in against our core values, against what we believe. We can't allow that to happen. You know, there are things that people do that can hurt us, like seriously hurt us. And we have to be careful to allow those people back into our lives. We can choose to forgive like we talked about. Forgiveness is something we can do in an instant, but trust is earned and built over time. You know, people say that Christians are supposed to be meek, right? But meek is not weak. They're two very different things. Meek is incredibly strong. Weak is incredibly weak. We're to be meek people, not weak people. Meekness is strength under control. So we walk into a situation, we don't allow ourselves to cave in to those that are being demanding of us or demeaning to us, but we are meek. We are strength under control, knowing who we are in Christ, that we are his masterpiece created in Christ to do great things. And we will not allow someone to stand in the way of that. We will forgive, but we will have to earn their trust over time. It's built over time. So we refuse to cave in. Matthew 15, 12 through 14 says, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, do you realize you offended the Pharisees by what you just said? And Jesus replied, every plant 
not planted by my father will be rooted up. So ignore them. <laughs> That's pretty strong, pretty strong from Jesus right there. That's okay. Not every plant planted by my father will be rooted up. So ignore them. It's okay. Be who God has called you to be. Be the light that God has called you to be and don't cave in. Number six, and this is the last one, not always the easiest. In fact, these kind of build on each other and they get harder and harder to do. But number six is always take the high road. Always do the right thing, right? No matter what, if they insult us, if they're lacking kindness, you know, if they're unloving to us, you know, we can't control what people think of us. We can't control what people say about us. We can't control what people do. And we have control. We don't have control over all their issues, right? The only thing we can control is ourselves, And we have to choose to take the high role, the high road in our lives. You know, the classic chapter on taking the high road is Romans 12. Uh, Paul wrote in Romans 12. There's three different verses that I want to read to you. Romans 12, 14 says, Ask God to bless those who persecute you. Yes, ask Him to bless and not curse. Wow. What if we took that word uh, persecute and we changed it to um, those who make you crazy? <laughs> right? The Christmas crazies. God, help. Would you bless those that are driving me crazy during this season? Would you bless those people that are demanding, demeaning in my life? God, would you bless them and cause me not to curse them? You know, God can bless that kind of spirit. That's the kind of spirit that God wants to bless. That's the kind of people he wants us to be. Romans 12, 17 through 18 says, If someone has done you wrong, do not repay him with a wrong. Try to do what everyone considers to be good. Do everything possible on your part to live in peace with everybody. Isn't it interesting, the language, do everything possible on your part? Because it's not easy. It's not simple. It's something that we have to ask the Holy Spirit to guide us, to live at peace with everyone, no matter how they're pushing our buttons, no matter how they're driving us crazy. We've got to ask God to help us live at peace with everyone. Romans 12, 21 says, Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. God, help us to take the high road. Help us to overcome evil with good. Help us not to be overcome in our spirit, in our heart, in our love, in our peace, but help us to overcome evil with good. You know, what if someone is demeaning and demanding, destructive, discontented, disapproving in our life? I have the choice how I will respond, right? What do we talk about? I refuse to be offended. I don't wait for an apology. I forgive immediately. I'm not going to gossip about them. I'm going to refuse to play their games. I'm going to refuse to cave in. And I'm always going to take the high road and give love 
in return, no matter what they throw at me, right? We're going to take the high road. What happens when we do all of this with our life? What happens when we make these choices? We get the favor and the blessing of Almighty God upon our lives. Proverbs 16, 7 says, When a man's ways are pleasing to the Lord, he makes even his enemies live at peace with him. God, give us that kind of spirit. Oh, Father, help us to have that kind of spirit. What's the true reason for the season of Christmas? God sent his best, his one and only son, Jesus. Jesus Christ, the Christ of Christmas, the Prince of Peace to a weary world. So can we be those kind of people that bring peace to the weary world that we might walk into? When we see people, may we see beyond the way they're treating us, deep into their heart, maybe that the pain of their, that they're carrying, maybe the hurt that they're carrying, the grief that they're carrying. Can we ask God to make us people of peace during this season, to truly honor what Christmas is all about? Let's pray together. Father, thank you so much that you've given us the greatest gift of all, your son Jesus, the Prince of Peace, God. Thank you that he can rule and reign in our hearts if we just ask him to. And I just want to pray with you right now. If you have never accepted Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, the Prince of Peace in your heart, you can pray this simple prayer after me. Father, I thank you for sending Jesus into this world. Thank you that he died on the cross for my sin and his blood was shed to cover my sin so that I can have a relationship with you. Thank you that when he was buried, he stayed in the ground for only three days and I believe that he rose again, conquering death and sin for me. I accept Jesus to be my Lord and my Savior. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. If you prayed that prayer right then, we would love to know that you prayed that prayer. You can actually text the number 97,000. You can text the words RTL, I decided, to the number 97,000. We have a free uh, digital gift, that a booklet that we'd like to give you called Rethinking Life Every Day. This will help you to begin your journey of a relationship with Jesus, the Prince of peace. And I just want to thank you for watching today. I just pray a prayer blessing over everyone watching today that we might be the people of peace that Jesus has called us to be. If you need prayer uh, this week, you can also text that same number 97,000. Text the words RTL prayer to 97,000 and we'll send you uh, a form, a digital form that you can fill out. Send us your prayer request. We know that you might have a lot going on during this season. We would love to pray with you. Our prayer team is committed to praying for you. We just want to connect with you in any way possible. Meet any need that you might have. 
during this season. We want to invite you also to join us for our Christmas Eve service happening this week, Christmas Eve at 5 p.m. in person at Lake Nona High School. So you can just visit our website at RethinkLife.com where you can find out all the information about our Christmas services. We love you guys. Have a blessed week and we cannot wait to connect with you soon. Well, thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, be sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you like what you're hearing, it would mean a great deal to us if you would consider rating it and even sharing it with your friends. You can click on the share button, take a screenshot, and share it on your social stories. And be sure to tag us at Rethink Life Church. To learn more about our church, check out RethinkLife.com. Until next time, hey, we love you and believe the best is yet to come in your life.